11 minutes past to 5 o'clock on a Friday morning. A very good morning to you. We are talking post-Sona and, um, you know, the whole State of the Nation Address. It is called the State of the Nation Address in order to tell us exactly what state this nation is in. Now, the State of the Nation Address is divided actually into three parts. The first, which is the important public participation role in the ceremony, the Civil Guard of Honor, welcoming the President and his guests as they walk along that red carpet. That is followed by a state of ceremonial which includes a 21-gun salute and the South African Air Force sort of fly pass, which is absolutely great. And finally, the official address by the President uh, telling us exactly what state the nation is in. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to you to join the conversation on 011-883-0702 and in Cape Town on 0214-460-567. This morning we've invited uh, a Member of Parliament for the Good Party, Brett Heron, uh, this morning to the show to give us thoughts from an opposition point of view. Brett, a very good morning and welcome to the early breakfast. Uh, good morning, Dan. Thank you. Um, you were chatting to Thierry Madia last night. Uh, is there anything that you believe the president actually neglected to touch on? Because it was a, it was a sonar of broad brush strokes. It wasn't a sonar of anything specific, isn't it? I would, yeah, I would say it was quite a broad br- uh, brushstroke um, sonar, and um, he, I mean, he certainly touched on many, many aspects of South Africa's um, uh, challenges and life, but without actually um, presenting, I thought, a coherent plan for some of the crises that we um, that we continue to face. So. Um, I can't think of anything that I that he sort of left out because he really went across uh, the full range of of government responsibilities. But um, the the sort of the, the packaging and the end result was um, uh, left me with a sense that the economic growth crisis has no real um, plan, and the energy crisis. Um, has lots of plans, but they're not implemented very well. So I, I don't think there was anything left out, but I, I don't think it it was a very compelling or convincing um, case that South Africa is on the right path. Mm. As 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 one of the opposition parties, you know, we often hear opposition parties telling us, "Oh, but this is what the ANC is doing wrong. This is what the ANC is not doing." Instead of you know, I would love opposition parties coming to us and saying. This is who we are. This is how we, pro, pro, you know, um, sort of project to solve the problems in terms of what the president is noting as as our problems. As as the good party, how, um, you know, would you go about fighting and 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 sort of um, questioning the president? Because there will be a lot of follow up in in parliament a little later on in terms of questioning the president about about certain things. Um, how how would you, as as an opposition party, go about doing those? Well, if I, in response to um, last night's address, I mean, I think there's four things that stand out for me. The first being that um, the president, um, I think, tried to connect South Africans to the nostalgia and to the achievements of the past 30 years. Um, and we have to acknowledge that South Africa is a fundamentally different country to what it was pre. 1994's election, um, with a, we are a country that is um, that is embedded has embedded in it dem- democratic values, constitutional values, and freedoms that we didn't have pre 1994. 
Um, so we must acknowledge that progress that South Africa is different. Um, but there's a part missing from um, that nostalgia around how much we've achieved in establishing a democratic, democratic culture, which we must protect. Um, and that is that the, the Constitution also requires the state to redress the injustices of the past. And I think that is where the, the, the perhaps the failings have, have, have mostly materialized in that um, the inequality in South Africa has widened or deepened, poverty has deepened um, and has become almost, almost entrenched, um, and unemployment is, is, is um, completely unacceptable and very, very high. Um, and so the redress part is not... Um, has not meaningfully meaningfully been addressed. So we would acknowledge that there has been progress, but um, there's still far too many people left out of the South African economy and our social uh, socioeconomic system. I would also say that the president, we, I mean, we have a, a low, I think we have a low economic growth crisis, and the low economic growth crisis um, leads to many of our other challenges: poverty, um, the unemployment. Uh, debt to GDP ratio, which constrains us in the borrowing space. So it's very hard for us, increasingly hard for us to borrow money. Um, and there was no clear or coherent path or, or plan to address the low economic um, uh, growth crisis. Mm. The energy crisis is, is something that we, we've been talking about for 16, 17 years now. Um, and the commitment last night to pursuing renewable energy, to pursuing green energy to add uh, capacity to our grid. And the opportunities in the green economy is something that we, we really welcome. But of course, the green economy plan and, and the, the hundreds of thousands of jobs that can be generated in that space has been on the table since 2010 when the, the new um, growth path framework was presented to, to South Africa. So there's been 14 years to implement this green economy plan and it hasn't has happened. Then I think the very um, a large disappointment for us was the failure of the president to announce um, any clear plan around the basic income support. Um, he indicated that the social relief of distress, of distress grant will be improved. But that doesn't really um, align with what the ANC has been talking about for the last few months, which is that there will be a basic income grant introduced um, for those South Africans who can't find jobs between the age of 18 and 60 and who have, who have no other source of income. So that was a big disappointment and a missed opportunity. Brett Heron chatting to us from the Good Party this morning. Thank you so much for your time. I think that it's going to be a busy day for politicians today also. The State of the Nation address now. Members of the South African National Defence Force line the route that the President takes to Parliament. And the Military Guard of Honour participates in the ceremony. And, of course, the military band plays the South African National Anthem before uh, the President addresses us. And I think that is all so great and beautiful. It's, it's nice to see... Things that we normally don't see. We don't see, the, you know, the Guard of Honor, the President's Guard of Honor. We don't see the military bands. We don't see all this pomp and ceremony very often. And I guess at a, at a tune of 
6.5 million rand. I don't know whether that is justified. Uh, and we keep on saying maybe money could have been spent better somewhere else. Uh, I'd like your thoughts on what Brett Heron had to say on 011-883-0702 and on the Cape Town line on 0214460567. Professor Insekalelo Breakfast, who is a political analyst at the Nelson Mandela University, joins me this morning. Professor, very good morning to you and welcome to Early Breakfast. Thank you very much for having me. Are you feeling as disillusioned as I'm feeling this morning, Professor? Well, I feel uh, let down, but at the same time, I'm not uh, taken aback. I, I, I saw that coming. I mean, the, the, the speech of the president was not uh, inspiring at all. It struck me as, a, I don't know, an election manifesto of the ANC or as a campaigning tool, basically. Um, I mean, he kicked off by outlining the successes of government and uh, what government has done and how the the war that is underway between Ukraine and, and Russia is sort of like a hamstrung government because it has led to the increment of uh, prices and how COVID-19, you know, the unrest um, have caused a setback for government um, and, 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 and other things that government has been able to do successfully, like, for instance, uh, you know, the introduction of the triple BE, uh, employment equity act and how that has expanded the black middle class. There was this charge that he was using as a as a case in point, where it benefited from all the anti-poverty strategies of government. And I agree with the the other guests that you had on the line that, I mean, the issue of uh, renewable energy is not something new, and government is not able to to introduce it successfully because we still have power outages. I think you guys there in the Western Cape, you've been quite um, uh, successful in terms of allowing people to procure power um, outside the uh, framework of um, ESCOM. Um, yeah, I mean, even the, yeah. the, the political uh, reforms that you spoke about that were introduced to address corruption, I mean, that is not true. You know that corruption, I mean, we just uh, heard from the corruption perception index that our country has been dealt with a blow in terms of, uh, you know, not being on top of the list of countries that are doing very well. So we are not doing good on the front of uh, fighting against their corruption. Chatting this morning to Professor Ntsekalela, breakfast political analyst with Nelson Mandela University. Professor, um, yeah, load shedding, he was all over load shedding and he, he thought probably, let me hold up this, this poster and this banner of load shedding and this morning we wake up to load shedding stage four. So I don't think the South African public and the South African nation has any faith in terms of that. But this this whole nostalgia thing of the president where, you know, we, we're holding on to nostalgia. Yes, certainly it, it, was, a, it was a marketing um, speech yesterday that he wanted to market the ANC and make sure that we go and vote for the ANC and make sure that we know all the successes and the wonderful things that the ANC had done and, and the facts and the figures are there. But in terms of nostalgia, isn't it time for us to move away from that and, you know, still at this particular point in time quoting President Nelson Mandela and then still hanging on to apartheid and blaming the, the sort of Zuma years when you were deputy president under the Zuma years. Uh, where is this? It was a very underwhelming. Um, and, and, and of course, you know, our, our economic tra- trajectory, which is 1.1 percent, um, the international, um, uh, you know, the international framework was obviously listening to the president's speech. And I 
I, I think they shocked this morning. Yeah, I, I think he was very bold though yesterday in terms of uh, shooting down the Zuma um, uh, era, you know, in terms of uh, stressing the effects of uh, state capture. I think that is partly because of the introduction of Umkondo Wesizo party, uh, because the party has the potential of chowing from the same base that the ANC has been uh, getting support from. Um, but of course, I think you are on point to say that it was a marketing tool. Uh, there was a lot of uh, electioneering. Um, yes, all political parties, they take pride in, in, in the work that they've done. And, and I want to be very careful here. There have been changes that we have seen since 1994, but the ANC could have done better. They could have done better. They could have done more than what they've done. I mean, if you look at the houses that are built for people in townships, that is not good enough. I mean, it, I mean, if you compare that to what the apartheid government did, and I'm not saying that it was better under the circumstances of uh, apartheid. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that people expected more from the ANC government in terms of uh, good life, you know, uh, development, and especially, and especially, Professor, when you sorry, especially when you when you put it against uh, w- when we look at what the country needs and what the country requires, we're still living with pit toilets. We still uh, don't have a solution yes. to our energy crisis, yes. but yes, we we course. have we have corruption on the other side. And then of it's course. one side looking at the other side. I mean, people living with pit toilets and uh, and and people who, who don't have um, a proper way to send their children to school, the buses that have been cancelled, you, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. Uh, and, and he holds up this Tinswalo kind of hero situation when we when we know that there is this massive corruption in government. And and nobody takes responsibility for that because. You can't talk about state capture as if it was a different political party that was involved in that. I mean, the ANC was on trial as the Zondo uh, Commission. That's why even himself, he appeared there as the president of the ANC and, and, and was not honest, in my opinion, in terms of um, indicating where the minutes of the meetings are to assist the commission to know how certain deployment decisions were, were made. That's Professor Ntekalela Breakfast chatting to us this morning, political analyst with Nelson Mandela University. Your comments and your thoughts on Brett Heron and the professor this morning, 011-883-0702. And I'd love to hear from you on the WhatsApp line on 072-567-1567. Your WhatsApp line is on 072-567-1567. And in Johannesburg, it's on 072-702-1702. A very good morning to you. I'm Zane Johnson in for Africa Milani.